I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. This is Internet Marketing. Hello everyone and welcome to another exciting episode of Internet Marketing, brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. I'm Andy White. And I am Kelvin Newman. And tell them what the episode is, Kelvin. Um, it's a Q&A episode. And it's 200. It's episode 200. 200 episodes of me, Andy, and my previous host, Daniel Rouse, yabbering on about various bits and pieces. I hope you've enjoyed all of them. And it's questions and answers. Yeah. I have um, uh, rustly pieces of paper and very bad eyesight, so this should be very, very good fun. So let's do the first one as he tries should, to get it into position. Do, are we going to do the audio one first? Uh, we, we could do the audio one first. Now, yeah, let's, let's play let's the audio one. Let's do that. Yeah, let's, let's do, do it. Putting down the paper and playing the audio one. Right, so here we go. Hi, guys. My name's Adam. I'm from Swaddlingcote in the UK. Uh, I get the opportunity to listen to about four hours' worth of content for podcasts today because my job, I'm out on the road as a salesman. And your podcast is always the first one I flick onto. Just a quick question. I've just started to get involved into internet marketing, SEO, and Google AdWords. What type of time frame should we be looking at to start getting traffic to our new sites? I uh, hope you manage to get back to me. Keep up with the work, guys. That's a good question, actually, Kelvin. How long does it take to kick in? Well, I mean, I think it's first of all worth making the distinction between Google AdWords, so pay-per-click, and um, SEO, so traffic from the natural search. Results. Because with Google AdWords, essentially, you can be getting traffic within sort of like half an hour of, you know, setting up your campaign. And that is actually one of the kind of big plus points for pay-per-click as a marketing channel is that you literally can switch it on and switch it off in minutes. So once you've got your account set up and once you've got your ads approved, which doesn't take very long, um, you can be expecting traffic straight away. So providing you've kind of got enough budget to be bidding on pay-per-click to get, you know, and you've got enough budget on pay-per-click that... Um, you're there in the mix, you can be getting traffic straight away. Now, inevitably, with pay-per-click campaigns, they do mature over time. And as you develop a quality score, um, Google sort of trusts you a bit more and will allow you to pay a little bit less or allow you to get higher for the same budget as they kind of grow in confidence in your ability that you're a trustworthy site and that they can actually make money from you coming through to your site. So with AdWords, it's pretty much straight away. Whereas with SEO, it's kind of um, a little bit more complicated, now, once you've got everything in place, you've made all the technical changes to your site. You've kind of done some keyword, so you've done some keyword research. You've reflected that keyword research on your site. You've solved any potential issues that you might have with duplication or URL structures, or um, you know um, certain areas of the site's not getting well indexed. You solved all those issues, and you then kind of move on to link building. Then it kind of really is a case of how long is a piece of string. Um, now, 
of course, inevitably it kind of goes down to how much time you put in. If you worked, you know, 24-7 on a project, um, you would probably see results much quicker than if you're only spending half an hour a week, say. But generally speaking, when we're working with clients on campaigns, we tend to find um, that after three months or so, if we're not seeing some kind of positive movement, we would be very concerned about a campaign. Um, And by six months, we would start to be hoping to see, you know, significant improvements. Now, what I will say, though, is three months into a campaign, you're not going to be hitting all of your KPIs. You're not going to be ranking number one for all of your key phrases. But what you would hope to be seeing after that sort of time frame of having had things implemented and then working on link building is some kind of signal that you're heading in the right direction. So it might well be some of your terms kind of, in, you know, improving in position slightly, or it could be, um, you know, you're getting more traffic from more terms. So it's those kind of, you know, those key performance indicators, traffic, conversion from search and rankings as well, starting to see improvements around sort of three months or so, you're going to start to see something. Now, you're not going to be at the end goal there. That can take anything up to sort of 12 to 18 months and sometimes even longer if you're going after a very competitive um, search query. So it's kind of, it can take time, but you would hope that you'd be able to see signals in search fairly quickly. Okay. Hope that helps. Moving on to the next one. Um, Sean Bell asks, Hi, Kelvin. Um, I'm currently applying for digital marketing roles. In the meantime, can you give any advice to what I should be reading slash studying in the meantime? Uh, brackets, I was going to email this uh, to the podcast uh, for this, uh, but I may as well ask here. Yes, no, you asked the podcast question, and I also kind of replied on email there as well, because uh, it was part of a general conversation that we were having. Um, but what I will say is, in terms of kind of preparing yourself to apply for digital marketing roles, there's quite a lot you can do, um, particularly if you're kind of coming as a graduate out of university or you're making a career change from another sector. Now, my first advice to be would be to just try and read up as much as possible on the great free resources that there are out there. So if we're talking about SEO specifically, um, I'd probably be looking at things like the SEO Moz Beginners Guides. But in terms of more generally on digital marketing, there's kind of equivalent guides out there for kind of all of the different sectors. So what I would recommend is kind of really engrossing yourself in some of those PDF guides often. Sometimes they come as eBooks that are there to that. And you don't necessarily need to be spending a lot of money on these guides. And actually, in some cases, these free guides are kind of updated every sort of three or four six months or so whereas some of the paid for books that you'd be paying for are more like an 18 month to two year kind of refresh cycle so potentially are more interesting there as well other websites like e-consultancy i tend to recommend um, a lot of people when they come in for first interviews I, I always ask the question particularly if they're trainees in terms of what um, digital marketing sites do they read mm. because that can give me a good indication of if their response is no i don't read any that's not really a good sign that they've got the passion necessarily to to follow through on that or if they kind of say certain websites you can kind of infer certain things about them and a lot of people suggest Mashable which is a very good website Mashable it does what it does very very well but it tends to be kind of almost perhaps a little bit superficial I would say in some occasions now it's a, it's a brilliant website it does what it does very very well but in terms of if that's what you're saying is the main place that you're learning how to do your digital marketing it's kind of it, it gives an impression perhaps that you're potentially kind of you know, skimming the surface a little bit. Uh, whereas I thought, I thought you were going to say shallow then for a minute. No, 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 no. It's a great website and it needs to be part of the mix. But I think if that's the only place that you're taking this advice from, I would tend to kind of say, well, perhaps delve a little deeper into some of the other mm. options that are out there. And I mean, I think e-consultancy is one of the prime examples of this in the UK and the States. Uh, but Social Media Examiner, which is perhaps a little bit more involved than Mashable if you're kind of more interested in the social media space, 
as well. And also experiment. Set up your own website, try it out, try and get some traffic towards it and see what you can do. And even better than just setting up your own website is try and avoid one that's about digital marketing where you get someone, I'm a digital marketer and I'm running, you know, you're never going to get any traction. Try and find a little hobby that you've got or um, something, you know, local or specific to you that you can talk about that there's not already a website out there and try out some of these things you're learning from these websites, from these ebooks, um, and, you know, see if you can get some traffic to your site. Because if I get a CV that says I've done course, that's brilliant. I've done I've done a course and my extracurricular activities are I run this website mm. and I was able to generate traffic using paid search, natural search, social media, Twitter, Facebook, you know, and you list off how you've actually used these techniques. It puts you in a much stronger position than that person who just did the course. Yeah. You mentioned um, at the beginning of your answer there, Calvin, some PDFs. Now, is, would it be true to say that it's quite a good idea for just anybody that wants to do SEO on their own website to have a look at those? Yeah, I mean, I think generally it's there's some great guides out there, um, you know, and I think like, like the SEO Moz Beginner's Guide is now a website, perhaps more than a PDF. Um, but there's kind of quite a lot of them out there. But what I will say is if you kind of start searching for like free SEO ebook. Um, just be warned that you can kind of very quickly find yourself on some of these make money, you know, get rich quick kind of websites. Well, that once you give them your email address, you'll, you know, be spammed for the rest of your life. So generally look for websites that um, look trustworthy and don't have the, but yet there's one more thing and you get this free trial. And mm. basically what all they're trying to do with those free ebooks is kind of start a process of um, promoting to you. And that's not a bad thing. People like HubSpot, they've got some amazing free guides. And and they then market to you afterwards, but they don't kind of try and get you into a scammy scheme. They just want to try and get you to sign up for their software. And if you understand that and appreciate that, you can kind of manage that's the quid pro quo. You don't pay ten, fifteen pounds for this book, but you do open yourself up to marketing opportunities as a consequence of that. Okay. Um, Simon asks, Hi, Kelvin. I was just wondering if you had an answer to this. Um, how do you get a company that kind of believes they need to get on board with social media campaign and are prepared to allocate some budget, but are unwilling to really engage themselves as they are really only half convinced of its value? I'm working for a business in Bangkok where the owners are keen to be seen that they are social media friendly, mm. but don't really do anything to support the campaign. It's like... Great, we're on board, uh, but you, t- you take care of it and don't bother us any more about it. Um, I believe a social media campaign should be built from uh, within a company involving all parts of the business and not just the marketing company. Thoughts? Question mark. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can entirely see um, where you're coming from there. And actually, I think I've got very similar opinions to you that, you know, although it is very possible to work with a third-party supplier to do social media marketing, in fact, that's kind of one of the things that Site Visibility does, um, the whole nature of social media is such um, that you, if you're going down that route of working with a third party to do that, someone who's outside your company, it can only work if they've got a good appreciation of what your company is about, if they've got a good appreciation of the tone of voice, and also that the company are responding to that. So it kind of becomes a two-way um, way of doing that. Now, it sounds like in this particular case, you have got that example of where uh, a business owner has gone, we need to do social media, we need to do Facebook, we need to do Twitter, and has no more of a kind of vested interest in it than kind of being seen to do that. Now, ultimately, they're not going to get the results they want if that's the attitude that they've got. However, um, there are ways around this. So one is you've kind of got to try and do as best as you possibly can and show some results. So therefore, once you're showing, um, you know, this Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. 
Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Return on investment from it. They'll probably give you a lot more respect uh, for that as a channel. Or alternatively, you can consider the fact that, okay, um, the owners aren't that interested in, in what we're up to. Um, instead, then, what you want to be trying to do is trying to find another, some more, some other internal champions who can kind of, okay, you might not be able to get access to the the leading people within the organisation, but what can you do to get access to other people within the organisation that will help you um, give that two way communication that social media is all about, um, and you know how can you make that happen? And that, that's kind of quite often the case that we find on all kinds of different digital marketing projects where someone somewhere decided that they needed to do this campaign and they're so busy that once that contract's signed once that relationship is begun they don't necessarily have the you know the the time or perhaps they do have the time but not the mental bandwidth to kind of deal with um the complexity or the two-way communication that's essential in any kind of agency supplier relationship um, and in those situations, it's all about finding, well, who does have the time, who does have that mental bandwidth, who does have an interest in what we're trying to do, um, and make sure that you can kind of channel a lot of the communication that you need through that person, but ultimately still remembering who is the person who pays the bills. Um, because, you know, you don't want to get into a situation, which does occasionally happen, where you have the person who signs the checks, the person who signs the contracts, and then your day-to-day contact, the day-to-day person that you're working with. You've managed to keep that day-to-day person you're working with very, very happy. You've got a great working relationship with them. But because you've concentrated so much on that person and kind of perhaps ignored, um, you know, the decision-maker, you can find that you've, you've done, you felt you've done a very, very good job of keeping that person happy, but you've not um, kept the decision maker as informed. And for whatever reason, if that day-to-day contact leaves or um, the decision maker has to make some difficult decisions on budget and they don't know what you're up to, you're in a potentially tricky situation there as well. So um, try and convince them using numbers. That's one good way of doing it. Um, Or alternatively, try and find a, a, a separate champion within the business who can get everything that you need even if it isn't the you know the md or the owners of the organization that you're working with well hopefully that helps simon and finally um clint till from birmingham alabama not birmingham uk west midlands where i come quite from. different accents yeah they speak like this where i come from in birmingham 
I don't think they speak like that in Birmingham, Alabama. Um, right, uh, Kelvin, at the first of the year, I yes. started a new position as director of marketing for a lighting manufacturing rep company. We work with architects and electrical engineers on behalf of various lighting manufacturers to sell light fixtures, dimming systems, and automated theatrical rigging systems. That sounds good. Those are my words, by the way, not on the email. <laughs> um, we also provide 3D visualizations and lighting design services. One of my ongoing responsibilities in my role will be to maintain the website www.cotney.com. That's C-O-T-N-E-Y.com. Uh, currently, I'm evaluating the current website and have been generating a list of keywords based on our industry and our competitors. I've utilized keyword tools in Google AdWords to help come up with this list. As you know, you can enter a URL, a URL, Say that properly, Andy. And Google will crawl that particular site and generate a list of suggested keywords based on the content it finds on that site. However, when I enter www.cotney.com or cotney.com, that's without the www in front, Google returns with zero results. It's almost as if Google doesn't recognize the site as having any content, brackets, which, if true, will not bode well with my SEO efforts, brackets. Um, have you seen this problem before? If so, do you have any suggestions on how to correct it? Thanks. I enjoy listening to your podcast. Yeah, it's a really interesting question. It's not a problem I've come across before. Um, so first of all, just to kind of set the scene, if you've never used the Google AdWords keyword tool before, it's a great tool that's out there. And it helps you kind of decide what keywords you should target. And actually, I think although there's a number of paid for tools out there, it's far and away the, you know, the best tool. Um, things you have to bear in mind when you use it is that it's a tool that Google have created to promote AdWords. So you kind of understand that commercial intent for them in terms of, you know, they want to maybe overestimate a little bit the potential size of the market. They might underestimate the potential cost per click on pay per click and all that kind of thing. But it's a very useful tool. Now, there's kind of two broad ways in which you can generate keywords using the tool. You can either um, put in a, a single word or phrase or a series of word or phrases into one box and using that as a seed list, um, Google will suggest a number of keywords that you can use. And that's the way most people tend to use it. But actually, potentially more valuable is you can put in your website or a competitor's website and based upon um, what Google are indexing about that page, um, they'll then start to make some assumptions of keywords that you could target. Now, in most cases, you put in any website and they're able to determine and make some suggestions. Now, this was a slightly peculiar example and I hadn't seen it before. Um, and I think it's kind of all to do with the fact that Google are having difficulty in terms of spidering that site. Um, and, you know, partially that's, you know, when I do things like I look at, um, so the first thing I did when I saw that was, okay, um, that's peculiar. It's not um, potentially um, determining what your page is about. Now, mm. you then start to go and look at, okay, what are some of the general SEO issues that we can kind of deal with on that website? And in this particular case, the, one of the first things I do whenever I'm kind of assessing a website from a, um on-site SEO point of view, is I type into Google site colon, then the domain name. Mm. And what effectively that does is it then restricts Google to only pages which are within that website mm. and immediately you then start to see okay which pages of my site does google see as the most important and doing that some quite peculiar pages were coming up not the services pages not the contact us pages um and i mean i didn't go into a huge amount of detail above and beyond that but i think that's kind of where um the problem lies is that google appear to be having difficulty in in, in terms of indexing those pages so um i think 
uh, from that kind of five minute look at the site that that's really um, the issue that needs to be resolved there. Now, you still need to get your keyword research right, but it would appear that um, in this particular case, um, there's some kind of on-site technical issues that need to be dealt with on the site. Now, that's really good because you might have missed that otherwise. And that's sometimes the way that it works with SEO tools, that you'll be using it for one intention, which was to generate a keyword list, and you discover something slightly different. Mm. Now, in terms of kind of resolving this issue, um, what I would suggest is getting Google Webmaster Tools installed on your site, which you can do in like three different ways. You can either upload a little text file. You can FTP that up to your site. Um, you can include a meta tag on your homepage or alternatively and probably the easier of the three is if you've got Google Analytics in place, Google can already see that you are an administrator of that site. So you can use that as a way of verifying your ownership. So what I would suggest in this example is get Google Webmaster Tools in place that will give you uh, feedback on what Google believe to be your major issues and then kind of work your way through resolving those. Sounds like a plan. Well, hopefully that helps. So that's it for the show. Don't forget, do go to the website. Um, go to www.sitevisibility.co.uk forward slash podcast. Yes. Don't go sure. to that other URL that we've been telling you about because something has happened to it's it. It's gone peculiar. But, um, it's gone peculiar. But yeah, I mean, so essentially with all of these, what we do is we put the show notes up on sitevisibility.com or sitevisibility.co.uk, both resolve. Um, and they're all within the blog. And so if you go to the blog, you can view everything that we're writing and all the podcasts, and it's got all the show notes. If you go to um, sitevisibility.co.uk forward slash podcast, you just get a list of every single podcast we've ever recorded. So if by some weird um, desire you want to go back and listen to um, email, stories about email marketing from five years ago, you can, <laughs> can yes. well do. Or episode one, which is highly amusing. Yes. And, uh, of course, emails to kelvin.newman at sitevisibility.co.uk. And don't forget the voice line if you want to leave a, an audio question. Uh, it's plus four four if you're outside of the UK or zero one two seven three two five six one five zero. And finally, we would uh, really like it to get a few more reviews and ratings on iTunes. So feel free, feel free to go along. I think we might even read some of them out, Kelvin, if they're good. Should we, we, have should we do that? Should we do one now? Just do one now. Okay. Try um, and avoid the, the camp reference ones. Oh, uh, yeah, that's yeah. most of them, though, isn't it? Oh, plenty. Yeah. I've the new iTunes and I've not, <laughs> not been in yet. Uh, this could Kelvin be interesting. Kelvin can't operate the new iTunes. Oh, this could be interesting. Um, okay. <laughs> I'll just hum agree, some music while we're agree. looking. Agree. I don't go to the iTunes store. Oh, okay. Sorry, listeners. We should have been a bit more prepared with this show. You just cut it out, Andy. They'll, they'll, they'll never know. They'll never know. Could do, yeah. I'll just cut this bit out, if I remember. <laughs> if I don't cut it out. Hello, everyone. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Okay, so we've got one from a guy who's... I love iTunes um, usernames. People don't always often realise when they're leaving the reviews that, um, you know, it's you know it appears. So this review is from Stinking Dylan. Um <laughs> <laughs> Stinking Dylan, um, Stinking Dylan left this one on the nineteenth of November. Um, it says great bite-sized uh, pieces of advice, five stars, and it goes. Each episode has sound and actionable advice in about thirteen minutes, perfect for listening to on the way to work. Except and, this episode, which is twenty-three minutes, because well, Kelly yeah, couldn't operate iTunes. Yeah, um, and then we've got one from Julesy B, um, and she gives us five stars as well. It says great content and ideas, and not too salesy. And then before that, we had Martin. This is in the UK. There'll be different ones in the States as well. Yeah. And this one says, camper than a scout jamboree, but good stuff. Yep. Keep yep. on coming, people. <laughs> Keep on coming. I'm sorry about Kelvin's campness. I'll try and do, it's I'll try and you, do something Andy. about that. It's you, know? you Andy. That this is reference to you and, you know, yours. You know, no, it's, it's both of us. We, you know, um, our, our 
We're slightly theatrical sometimes, aren't we, Andy? What can I say? <laughs> oh, darling! Right, okay. So, uh, uh, I think it's more questions and answers in the next episode. We'll see you yes. next time on Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 